the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We're the Cutting Edge Christian Apologetic Ministry, addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, once again, in the Bible, one of the most terrifying and horrifying scriptures is found in Second Thessalonians 2 and 11, where it says, God shall send them strong delusions. Question, what does the phrase strong delusions mean? We always talk about somebody's delusional. Somebody's deluded. They're talking like someone with, with delusions. or You have delusions of grandeur. We use that word often. What does the phrase strong delusions mean? And what can we do to avoid falling into this trap, whether you're in the church or outside the church? Well, join us now as we come to part 17 in this series entitled, Why Does God Send Strong Delusions? So stay tuned for We Are Not Pretending, We Are Contending for the Faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. We trust that you're going to be uh, blessed tonight and uplifted in the Word of God as we continue this series on the three D's that relate to strong delusion. Let me kick things off by way of introduction by saying this. All of mankind and all of humanity believes in something. Just make a special note of that. All of mankind and all of humanity believes in something. Whether you are a Christian or a non-Christian, you believe in something. The big question is, what is that something that you believe in? You say, well, Dr. Buckner, you are wrong because I believe not in something. I believe in nothing. And yet, many Americans say they believe in nothing, but yet they practice believing in yoga. And yoga is believing in some form of Hinduism and the practice of Hinduistic meditation. Many Americans say, I don't believe in something, but I am not Uh, believing in something, but I am spiritual. I am into spirituality. Well, spirituality is something. And so we see today that we have so many men and women, boys and girls, that are believing in something. Again, the big question is, what is that something that you believe in? Listen, and let me be real with you, because God's eternal clock is running out of time 
for you. The Bible teaches if you don't believe in God's truth, then you are believing in the lies of Satan or the devil. And there is nothing that you can argue about that when it comes to the Bible. See, you're either believing in God, which is something, or you're believing in Satan, which is something. There is no middle ground between God and Satan. Either you're believing in God or you're believing in Satan. And if you don't believe in God as something, then you're believing in Satan as something. So let's stop kidding ourselves. You believe in something, and if that something is not God, the God of the Bible, then according to the Bible, it is the lies of the devil. That's what Jesus said in John 8 and 44, that he is a liar and the father of all lies. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, uh, should shine within them. So Satan has blinded people in believing in that main something, which is the God of the Bible. He's blinded people all over the world. He's blinded them in cults. He's blinded them in religion. He's blinded those who don't believe in religion or don't practice religion. Now, let me give you several examples when people start to fall into a strong delusion or strong delusional thinking. Let me give you several examples, and we want you to make a note of these several examples. Number one, the first downfall of people falling into strong delusions, number one, is biblical illiteracy. Biblical illiteracy will always open the door to strong delusion or delusional thinking. That is why um, I cry out tonight to pastors and Bible teachers to equip the saints for the work of God. And if you don't get equipped, you will get whipped by the enemy. Now, biblical illiteracy is the main thing that opens up the door towards this strong delusion. Because if you don't know anything about the knowledge of God and his word, and you don't believe in his word, then you fall victim of what Hosea said in Hosea 4 and 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now, let's break this down now. My people, this is what the prophet Hosea said in Hosea 4 and 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. Now, this is several things that we need to dissect in what Hosea is saying, the prophet Hosea is saying. Hosea the prophet starts off by saying the people of his day were guilty of several sins. This is the several sins of Hosea 4 and 6. 
The one sin in this verse is lack of knowledge, which is Bible teaching. There is that problem today in our churches, in our world. It is the lack of knowledge. And the lack of knowledge is biblical illiteracy, which opens the door towards this strong delusion coming up on our lives. Now, look at what he's saying now. He's saying these several sins that people are guilty of. They're guilty, number one, in this verse, Hosea 4 and 6, the lack of knowledge. We got people today lacking the knowledge of God's Word in churches, outside of churches, lacking knowledge because they have no desire to go to Bible classes, Bible teaching in the church. They lack knowledge because they have no desire in their hearts. And this is what Hosea was dealing with in his day. People were lacking the knowledge of the Word of God. And on top of that, the number two sin in this verse is that they not only lacked the knowledge, which is number one, but they also, number two, rejected the knowledge. See, that's a that's a, a another sin in this verse. It is lacking the knowledge when you lack the knowledge when you reject the knowledge. That's why we encourage people. We just started a class on spiritual gifts. And the, the, the place should be filled up with people. If you have a revival, you have an anniversary, if you have a social event, some political person coming, they'll fill the place up. But when it comes to raw bone Bible study, teaching of the Word of God, people are lacking it because they are rejecting it. This is what Hosea the prophet is saying. They are lacking the knowledge. They are also rejecting the knowledge. These are the two big sins that Hosea was dealing with in his day. And we are also dealing with that in our day to day. Now, he goes as far as saying, number one, they lack the knowledge. That's the first sin. Number two, they rejected the knowledge. That's the second sin. They rejected the knowledge of the Word of God. And the third sin, that the priests were guilty of the same sin because they weren't teaching the people the knowledge of the Word of God, and they were rejecting it themselves. This is even a greater sin. The reason why in a lot of our churches people don't have knowledge of the Word of God is because some pastors and some churches are not teaching it. They're not teaching the Word of God. They're like the priests in Hosea's day who were guilty of the people lacking the knowledge and rejecting the knowledge because they were rejecting it and they were lacking it. And God said that he would also in turn reject them because they rejected the knowledge. God said in turn in the same verse that he will reject the priests. Now, the rejection of Hosea 4 and 6 is related to strong delusions. When God gets to the point because you lack the knowledge and you are rejecting the knowledge, then what happens is there comes a rejection and a strong delusion upon your life. This is so important for us to understand today. We see today 
the lack of knowledge, the rejection of knowledge. And this leads to biblical illiteracy. And people don't have a hunger today for the Word of God, like Bible Belt uh, states who, when they hear about Bible studies, Bible schools, they run to it. They can't wait to get there to hear the Word of God. There's lines waiting to get in the door. And this is the way it should be regarding the Word of God. The rejection that God puts on the people in Hosea 4 and 6 has to do with strong delusion. The Apostle Paul says that this fits into Hosea's message, fits right into it, where the Apostle Paul says in 2 Timothy 4, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers that will tickle their ears, and the truth of God shall be made into mythology. I was thinking about Mr. Joel Osteen, who went to the Oracle to speak, and the place was packed with people. And I noticed when people were coming out of there, when I was looking at it on TV, they were coming out of the Oracle and saying, boy, he really motivated me today. He didn't have the Bible in his hands, but yet he motivated me. He made me to be motivated to do more in life. It's sad when we are in a day and age today where people are rejecting the Word of God. Preachers are, many preachers are rejecting the Word of God because they're not teaching the people. They're not preaching to the people the Word of God like they should. Thank God for those preachers that are doing that. I take my spiritual hat off to them. Let me say this in closing, that another example of a prophet crying out like Hosea was Amos, and he prophesied in the book of Amos that there is a famine in the land. And then he goes as far as saying there's not only a famine in the land, but there's a famine of God's word, a shortage of teachers teaching the word of God and people desiring it. We have that today in our homes and in our churches, in our community, like Uh, Timothy says, Paul says to Timothy, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. We are living in that day and age today. And this is one of the reasons why people's minds are deluded. They're in a strong delusion because they rejected God over and over and over. And Hosea says, God in turn rejects them. That's the strong delusion. That's why people are open to false teachers, false prophets. And Jeremiah, I'm going to say this and then I'm done. Jeremiah, and I want everybody to write this down. Jeremiah says in Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 1, Jeremiah 23 and verse 1, Woe to the shepherds or pastors who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture. This is a grave sin in the eyes of the Lord, our Savior, for pastors, shepherds, many shepherds, to scatter the sheep because they're not teaching and preaching and discipling people in the Word of God. So this is what you need to do tonight. Fall into these three Ds. Make a decision tonight. 
to turn back to the Word of God. That's when revival starts in your heart, start in your home, start in your church, start in your community, turning back to the Word of God. Make that decision, the first D. And then when you make that decision, the second D will fall into place, which is deliverance. God will deliver you from the lack of knowledge. He will deliver you from the rejection of the Word of God. He will deliver you from the sins in your life. But if you don't do those first two D's, you have only one D left for you, and that is the D of strong delusion. Repent. Make a decision to repent and turn to the word of God. He that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit of God says through the man of God tonight regarding the strong delusions because people have rejected and lacked the knowledge and reject the word of God. Brother Gary. Well, all right. It's time for us to take a commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults. Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, I'm Gary Bell. We want to thank everyone who's been diligently praying for contending for the faith. Let me tell you, prayer works. And we know if it wasn't for the effectual, fervent prayer of so many of you righteous folks out there, we would not be on the air even in this moment. Prayer is so vital to this ministry. It's so important to every aspect of, of the believer's life. Prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. You have an issue, ask God. You need Help talk to God. You know, we we have such a vast resource um, every time we pray. We become a part of in God's presence. When we, we're, we're in God's presence, we're talking to the Lord. We're hearing from him. You know, you should be praying every day. Start your day with prayer. Be in conversation with God throughout the day. It's so vitally important to who you are in, in Christ. Don't neglect your prayer life. It's so, so important. So we thank you from the bottom of our hearts, and we know how important it is for prayer to be going up on behalf of contending for the faith. Um, We also want to thank those who are so diligently and so consistently partnering with us financially here. It does cost us 400 a week for the airtime, and we need your help to make this happen. If you've been blessed by this program and Dr. Buckner's teaching, uh, again, we just we need your consistency and, and partnering with us financially to keep the, the program on the air. Uh, this week, we want to we want to thank those who gave Jim and Kim and and Brother Rick. Um, we just can't thank you enough for allowing God to use you to be a blessing to this ministry and to be a blessing to all those who are listening to this ministry. Uh, for time and eternity. Don't forget, also, when you get blessed with your income tax this year, you get that refund. Uh, Remember contending for the faith. Maybe God has blessed you this year to get a sizable one. And uh, if he so moves upon your heart, consider uh, an investment in time and eternity through this ministry. There are two ways to donate. Send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553 Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Just go on your computer or your laptop, your smartphone, and go to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, 
and click on the donate button, and it's that simple. We also want to remind everyone that uh, we, we won't be in the studio uh, March the 3rd. Uh, that's next week, but we will be, uh, you'll be able to hear the best of Contending for the Faith. We'll be back in the studio on the 10th. So just jot that down. You won't be able to call in, but you will be able to listen. Uh, also, Dr. Buckner will be on Craig Roberts' show Lifeline this week. We uh, don't have the exact date and time yet, but just continue to listen to KFAX or go online to KFAX website and and uh, just kind of keep keep your eyes open. You'll see it advertised as well. In addition to that, Dr. Buckner is going to be teaching a class beginning this Monday, uh, the 19th. The class is going to be on Spiritual Gifts and Rewards, Part 2. It's going to be held at the East Bay Baptist Association Building, located at 1221 Pacific Avenue, San Leandro, California, uh, this Monday night, February 19th at 6.30 p.m. The class will run all the way through April 16th. Um, It's going to be an exciting time. We want to encourage you to come out, take advantage of Dr. Buckner's 40 years of biblical training and experience, and get the benefit of this amazing class on spiritual gifts and rewards. For more information, give Dr. Buckner a call at area code 415-721-1778. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, for those announcements. And uh, we want to encourage people to really um, get involved. There's a lot of knowledge out there, and, uh, you know, not only in your own churches, but uh, you come to this class on Monday night, and you're going to get a lot of knowledge from the Word of God, and you're not going to lack uh, the knowledge that you need. So we want to encourage you to uh, take the time out, come over, and be blessed. Give us a call, and then we can talk to you about uh, that more. Um, All righty, let's get to uh, our callers. Looks like our first caller tonight, surprisingly, is Jermaine. How are you doing, Jermaine? Oh, I'm doing very well. Oh, good. Long time no hear from. Yeah, yeah. I've been trying to get my schedule together, but uh, yeah, I miss you guys every week. Yes. Well, we, it's always good to hear your voice, and I trust your family's doing well. Oh, yes, sir. Everybody's doing very well. Well, that's that's good to hear. Good to hear. And we trust that you got encouraged by the Word tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it's, it's always encouraging to uh, hear you expound on the Scriptures. Amen. Amen. Well, what's on your uh, heart uh, tonight? What's your question? Well, just some, I guess what's on my heart tonight is, uh, uh, you know, just a conversation with friends and, and sometimes family members. And I, I noticed a lot of people seem to throw around the term that they they uh, pray a lot or they talk to God. But the problem is, some of them, I, I know personally, I'm not being too judgmental when I say they they probably don't read five chapters in the Bible, you know, a year. And they seem very convicted, and there's like a feeling that they know what they're praying on is correct, and they know that they're, they're um, in their mind that God has answered them. But when whenever we have, like, questions back and forth, it's plainly obvious that I don't—I'm not quite sure what they believe. I, I, I don't even know if I call it Christian. It seems like Christian name only— how can you tell the difference when you really hear from God versus hearing from yourself or hearing from the enemy? Well, that's a very good uh, question because uh, Jesus uh, did say in John 10, 
uh, that my sheep hear my voice and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and no one shall pluck them out of my hands. And uh, we have to be very careful uh, today because uh, a lot of times when we think that we are uh, hearing from God, we are not hearing from God. We're hearing from uh, the enemy, and we're hearing from the flesh and the world. So uh, I believe that the there are four ways uh, to really know when we are hearing from God. And you may want to write these down. I want to encourage uh, everybody out there to write this down because people oftentimes will say, uh, how do you know that you're hearing from God and how do you know the will of God? Because it really synchronized together the will of God and hearing from God because Jesus was driven by the will of God. And and even at uh, the Garden of Gethsemane when he was uh, there, and I believe that that was one of the greatest attacks of Satan upon him to not go to the cross, and he said, not my will, but thy will be done uh, there. And so uh, let me lay out these four points, and and um, again, I want to encourage people to write it down. I think it'll help you in, in understanding the uh, the hearing from God as well as the will of God uh, for your life. The first one is uh, we will uh, know that we've heard from God uh, and his will through his word, uh, through his words. And uh, see, see, so God has established precepts and principles that are laid out in his word. And uh, when you uh, know his word, like you were talking about how people hardly ever read the Bible and stuff like that, you got to know his word in order to know his will. I mean, the the knowing his word will open up the door towards knowing his will. So if you're ignorant of his word, you're going to be ignorant of his will. See, that's those uh, W's that 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 is very important. Knowing his word will open up the door to knowing his will and his ways and his work. Now, that's not the three that I'm talking about, but those are just W's I'm throwing out that you when you know his word, you know, that's that's the key. Then it'll open up the door to knowing his will and his ways and his works. Now, those see those W's there. Very important point. But so we know we've heard from God when we know uh, his word. Uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, Hosea said. Well, when you lack the knowledge and you're rejecting the knowledge, there's no way you're going to be able to know that you are hearing from God because the only way you're going to hear from him and know you've heard from him is to be uh, biblically literate uh, or not illiterate, but biblically literate towards the word of God. So that's the first one. The second one is that we know we've heard from God and his will uh, through godly people who have the gift of uh, prophecy, uh, discernment, and who know the will of God for themselves. And they've been in the field for a long time. They are veteran at what they do. And so make a note of that, that through other godly people who have the gift of prophecy, God, and when I say the gift of prophecy, uh, that's why people need to be taking the class that I'm teaching too. When I say the gift of prophecy, I'm I'm not talking about someone uh, who foretells the future, but because we don't have prophets like that today. 
fourth till, you know, they, they fourth till uh, rather than foretell the future. You know, they uh, bring forth what the word of God has already said. So it was a difference between fourth till and foretelling. So we know the we've heard from God through godly people who have the gift of prophecy they also have discernment. They know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Because the spirit of error is leading a lot of people in the wrong direction, and they really think that that's the will of God. Because, I mean, when you're involved with uh, certain things and you say that, man, I know that this is the will of God. But you're ignorant of the word of God, but you know that this is, this is the will of God. No, you better know his word. You better be uh, consult with Godly people, godly people who have the gift of prophecy and discernment and who know the will of God for themselves. And then the third way, the third way is this. We know the will of God and we've heard from God through circumstances or various uh, uh, circumstances uh, that will happen in our lives uh, and God sometimes will speak through those circumstances. He'll speak through tragedy. He'll speak through triumph. He'll speak through sickness. And this is what Paul went through. When he had the thorn in his flesh, he knew that he, he discovered God's power with the thorn in his flesh from, you know, uh, from the word of God. And so through circumstances, God works all things together for good for his children, Romans 8 and 28. All things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. So it's through circumstances. And God can work through the good, good, bad, and the ugly. You know, and what Satan intends for evil, God brings good. But we check in with the wise, godly people who are veterans, uh, and we can link that third one to those circumstances, make sure that we got it. The fourth and, and, and final way is through uh, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Because when you look at John chapters 14 through 16, Jesus said, I'll send you another comforter. And the comforter will look at, notice all the things he said, will lead you, guide you. Uh, he will comfort you. Well, if he leads you and guides you, and then he also says he'll bring all things to your remembrance, we don't teach enough on the power of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and the workings of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there to let us know when we, to speak to us and whisper to us in the light of God's word and the light of all these other things. So he said he will teach us. That's knowing we've heard from him. Lead us and guide us and bring things to our remembrance. So it's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and we need to empty ourselves daily so he can fill us. That's what the White Lyman Moody says in his book, Secret Powers. Many times we're praying for God to fill us when we're already filled with something else. So we have to, there has to be an emptying in order for there to be a filling. So basically this is the, this is the layout, these four points, and I think the scriptures to put with that is Proverbs 3, Five and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not, lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Hold on. We're going to take a break, and I'm going to finish this up with these scriptures. Thank you, Brother Gary. 
We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, teacher, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Uh, once again, we want to thank all of you who have been praying for Contending for the Faith and all of you who have been partnering with us financially over the the, the last 12 years. <laughs> it's been a long, long run. And we want to keep running as long as the Lord gives us strength to keep moving forward and doing his will in regards to this ministry. We need your help. We need your prayers. We need your financial support because this is a listener-supported ministry, and without your support, we're not going to be able to continue to do what we need to do. Um, There's two ways you can give. Number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, excuse me, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second is so much easier. Go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. Hit the donate button, and away you go. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. Uh, We just want to remind you next week, we won't be in the studio live. We'll be airing the best of Contending for the Faith, but we'll return live in the studio on the 10th of March, so you can... Tune in then uh, for your phone calls and questions. But next week, tune in, and and you won't be able to call in, but you'll be able to listen in for sure to one of the best of Contending for the Faith's broadcasts. Uh, once again, Dr. Buckner is going to be teaching a class this Monday. The title is Spiritual Gifts and Rewards Part 2. It'll be at the East Bay Baptist Association building at <clears throat> excuse me, 1221 Pacific Avenue, San Leandro, California. Uh, it's going to be at 630 p.m. this Monday night, February 19th. Uh, We want to encourage you to come out, meet Dr. Buckner, take advantage of all his years of training. And, you know, we've been talking about biblical illiteracy. This is a perfect way to remedy that situation in your own life. To continue to grow in knowledge of God's Word is so critical. We should never stop learning uh, as long as we're on this side of heaven. Every, Every day we should be in God's Word. Every day we should be growing in our knowledge of our faith. So this is a great opportunity for you to get some practical training, particularly in this important subject of spiritual gifts. So if you're interested, give Dr. Buckner a call. The number is area code 415-721-1778. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, and uh, we appreciate those announcements. And we were talking to Jermaine, and we're going to finish up with Jermaine. You still there, Jermaine? Oh, yes, I am. Yes, and let me just uh, give you a couple of scriptures. I gave you Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, because there uh, it teaches us that he will direct our path if we uh, trust in him. And then, um, you know, so this layout is uh, hopefully it's been helpful to you uh, because uh, you got to have these things in order in order to hear from God according to his will, because his will is a key issue here, um, along with his word and his ways and his work, all of that. And that's why First John 5 and 14 says we have this confidence. If we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. So I want you to write that down, too, because it mentions the word hear there. So the hearing has to be linked to the will of God. So how do we know the will of God? 
is that we know the Word of God, and then the Word of God will uh, open up the will of God, and then the ways of God, and then the works of God, you see, and then it'll add to another W, is the witness of God. So hopefully that's helped you out. I've spent a little extra time with you because I know that this is an important question, and I want to kind of like put a, a lot of more meat on the, on the bone. <laughs> Oh yeah, you you certainly did. Um, you know, I took note of all these notes. I'm gonna I'm gonna study them thoroughly while you guys are gone, and you know, hopefully, we can revisit after I talk with a couple of people close to me and let them know really hearing from God is all about. Very good. Well, uh, keep us posted on how that turned out with some of your friends, and and then we'll look forward to hearing from you again. All right. Thank you. God bless all right. You God bless you. All right, Brother Gary, we look like we got a good uh, question in Jude. That's uh, mm-hmm. Coming from uh, Cece in Oakland. Brother Cece, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you guys doing? We are blessed. How are you doing? I'm doing good. All right, because uh, we've got a lineup of so many callers tonight. Let's get right to your uh, question. Uh, you have a question, right, in Jude? Yeah, Jude chapter 1, verse 3. Okay, and uh, why don't you read that so uh, the listening audience could uh, know what the verse of Scripture is. Jude 1.3 says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you shall earnestly contend for the faith which was delivered unto the saints. Amen. And some translations have once delivered unto the saints. Uh, Well, thank you for reading that. Well, this is um, one of our favorite uh, scriptures. (laughs) Gary and I were chuckling uh, during the commercial break. Uh, This is one of our favorite verses of scripture. Believe it or not, this is one of the great apologetic verses in the Bible. Uh, because it's uh, all has to do with uh, defending uh, the truth and the faith and that sort of thing. Uh, one time, um, well, before I started on the air, way back in the 90s, uh, the former general manager said, uh, Dr. Buckner, we need you to uh, come up with a title for your program. And I was praying and I was praying, and the Holy Spirit just led me to Jude 1 and 3, where it says, Contend for the Faith. <laughs> so that's why we got the name for this program, Contending for the Faith. Now, it's very uh, important for us to understand this. A lot of people have said this when they have preached uh, a resurrection sermon. And this is going to shock some people when I say this, but, uh, well, we're into the spiritual shocking therapy anyway, so we, we can learn more from the Word of God. A lot of people say, well, when Jesus, after his resurrection, he only appeared to believers. Well, I differ because uh, he he appeared to most believers, but there were a few. Uh, James was one, and, you know, we have uh, uh, – he was one that came to believe, and most of Jesus – and Jude was Jesus' half-brother, and most of them had a problem with believing. And so they came into the fold a little bit later on believing – and even you had doubting Thomas. He wasn't believing. Uh, they were having a problem with believing uh, the essence of Jesus, that he came back from the dead, and even some of his teaching. So what uh, J- Jude is doing here is giving the church here 
a wake-up call regarding uh, a lot of different things when he says, beloved, when I gave all diligence. I mean, diligence is like a word for being extreme at what you're doing and stay with it. Don't alter to the left or to the right. You stay radical. This word carries with it being radical and extreme, diligent at what you do and not faking it, but you come at it with an extreme attitude, you know, extreme discipleship attitude. And then and then it, he goes on to say, uh, and I'm writing to you of the common salvation. In other words, the church was um, threatened, and they were attacked, and they were in jeopardy of turning away from the salvation that was in Jesus Christ because they had false teachers, false preachers, and people in the church and outside the church that was trying to lure the people away from the truth of the gospel and the truth of who Jesus Christ was. So there was a counterfeit gospel running all over the place, and Jude saw this, and he had learned a lot about Jesus in confronting the false teachers and and warning about uh, wolves and sheep's clothing and all that stuff. So what uh, Jude goes on to say, he was concerned about the common salvation, that these people got saved, and he was emphasizing that this is a common salvation that you found in, 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 in the Lord. And, it was, and then he said, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you, in other words, encourage you, that you should earnestly contend for the faith. The word contend, I like the Phillips translation because the word contend carries with it, it's a, it's a military word. And it carries with it a, a fighting soldier in a military. And he's fighting in the military for his own life, but for the life of others. But this carries with it on a spiritual level that we are military soldiers in a spiritual warfare fighting as soldiers against error, against false teachers against false preachers, against everything that would come against the truth of the gospel, the counterfeit, another Jesus, another spirit, another gospel that the Apostle Paul talks about in Corinthians. So he says to earnestly, that's a powerful word, stick with the faith. The word earnest means in Greek, stick with the faith, earnestly be committed to it, means to be committed to it that was once for all delivered unto the saints. In other words, it was once. We don't need no other revelation that all the cults try to say. We received a new revelation. Most of the cults started in the 1800s. They said that we come, the Mormons, to restore the truth. And you got so many other people in the 1800s, and even today, Jim Jones and others, well, we got to earnestly contend and fight for truth as military spiritual soldiers in the war of God. We got to guard the truth. We got to be extreme for the truth. We got to be radical for the truth. We got to contend for it because that word is an, a, is an apologetic word. Now, in order to be an effective evangelist, my mentor, Walter Martin, said apologetics is the handmaiden of evangelism. So apologetics 
it means we are defending for truth. Theology is that we're thinking about truth. Evangelism is that we're telling about truth. And see, hermeneutics is that we're interpreting for truth. All of these fit together like a hand in a glove. But if you don't have apologetics at the heart of your teaching, then your discernment level will not be there, and you can get fooled by the Joel Osteens, by the word faith teachers, by false religions, by even people seeping into the, the churches, Pentecostal oneness stuff. You got to be guarded. You got to have the full armor on, and you got to commit to this apologetic scripture here that was once and for all delivered unto the saints. So hopefully that helped you and uh, gave you some insight onto this verse of scripture. It gets me fired up just to hear about it. That was good. God really used, man, man, I, I, hate I, I wish I could hear him, man, that was good. I appreciate that. Praise the Lord. He really used you in a powerful way. Amen. But well, we'll can make the tape available for you, too, and anybody else who requests the tape. So let's get your prayer request, and then we'll see if we can squeeze somebody else in. Just me, my family, uh, my mother, Rosa Linda, and then lift up the barrier rapper Too Short and Eminem. All righty. Well, let's do that, Brother Gary. All right. Lord, we just thank you for Brother CC. We pray that you continue to bless his family, Lord God, his mom, Rosalinda. And Lord God, touch all of his family and keep them safe. We lift up this, the uh, rapper Too Short and Eminem. We pray, Lord God, for these celebrities as well, Lord God, that you would touch their lives, Lord God. They need Jesus like just like all of us do. And, and we pray that, Lord, you bring people into their lives as well to give them a word to touch their lives and lead them into your kingdom, Lord. We thank you and praise you, give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Cece, thank you so much for your call. And again, we won't be in the studio next week, but the following. So God bless you. All right. All Let's right. go to Dave real quick. Dave, are you there? Hello, um, Dave. Dr. Buckner, uh, I, this is the first time I've called. Um, I thanks for your program. I, I really like enjoy it. Um, I try to catch it when I can on Saturdays. Um, I want to ask you guys for prayer. Um, is it is it uh, one quick thing? Is it, is it? Oh, you know, I wonder about asking for God's favor in every situation. That's a pretty. That's a valid request, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is because we want the grace of God upon us. You know what I want you to do? I look like we hear yep. the music in a couple of weeks, not next weekend, but the following. You call back, and we'll get you in. You call right at uh, at uh, 7 o'clock, and we'll get okay. you in right away because you have a good question, and I want to address that, okay? Okay. All yeah, right. please Thanks. do. Don't forget, not this Saturday coming, but the following. You call in at 7, we'll get you up, and I want to address this question you have because you got a very vital one, and thank you for your encouraging words as well. Brother Gary. All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. Please drop us a note and let us know how this program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Please keep us in your prayers until next time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.